BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Have you been dying to see us live? Then get psyched about the last podcast network, Country Jamboree, at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, on June 18th. Jackie, we're not at the Country Bear Jamboree, but I am grinning like a possum, eating a sweet tater. Because we'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including last podcast on the left, page seven, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Rider side, fraudsters, someplace underneath, the story must be told, and more. Tickets available now. Again, that's the Ryman Auditorium on June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. The last podcast network, Country Jamboree. This goes out to all my Twy babies out there. Oh, I know what's coming. Another turning point of fuck stuck oh. in the road. Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go. It's even moving when Jackie So make it. the best of this task and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but in the end, that's right. I hope you had the time of your life. Edward. <laughs> we are at a oh, we are at an end of Twilight celebration. We have finished all of the books over on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash page seven podcast. It's been almost two years I've been reading Twilight. To Did you start Twi it Baby before Baby. pandemic or after pandemic? No, it was in the middle of pandemic. So I'm, wow. I'm a couple months shy. I started in August of 2020. And it wow. really, um, I think that I could go back and listen to it. And I have actual um, recorded proof of me truly going mad alone while <laughs> recording Twilight well, during the pandemic. And before Twilight, you were doing Model Land, I right? did Model Land, yes. And then I also did the Kylie and Kendall Jenner book, which don't even listen to me read it. I don't <laughs> recommend it. The problem is I record these books blind. I had not read it yet. I did not know how boring it would be. Model Land, it was a hit. 
All the Twilight books, it's a hit. I'm very scared of my next choice. The answer is no, I have not chosen yet. I am terrified. It's my life. You don't understand. Like, it's a lot. It takes up so much of my time, so I'm so scared to jump into a new series. I yeah. know it, Jackie, but you're going to have to take the plunge, okay? Because Twilight is whatever, and Whoa, Twilight is don't, dead to ouch, me. Don't, wow. ouch, ouch, ouch. We learned a lot. Too soon, Holden. We <laughs> learned a lot, and if you- She's grieving. Uh, I'm grieving. Thank you. I am in well, the Why don't you lay down in the forest until <laughs> you die? <laughs> I just want to be not like the other girl. Good God. It's turned you, this is the problem, it's turned you into Bella, the Jackie I knew but pre-Twilight. What are you talking about? Fierce. She was she was strong. She didn't need some. I don't like uh, music. Sparkly vampire and I don't boy. Don't like snow. Yeah, and she liked music. The Jackie <laughs> I used to know. Now she doesn't like music. Bella doesn't like music. Yes, doesn't like Bella music doesn't like because music because it reminds her of Edward. Jay. Yeah, it uh, reminds her when of they Edward. were on. He liked music a lot. Which, by the way, music's like one of the four things one can enjoy in this world. So cutting yourself off from all of music, I think, is very uh, very troubling. Well, yeah, it's, it's like roller being like coasters, I don't like food, music, TV, and movies. I count you don't understand. The same thing, She's and drugs. Those are the only four things one can enjoy in this world. Don't so it's kind of understand. Crazy. She was heartbroken, and now that we've read Midnight Sun, we are aware of the fact that Edward thought that he was doing this for his own good. But now, what we've really ripped apart in our Twi Baby Book Club is that this ruined multiple generations thinking that. Real love is just control. And it is, it was two horrible choices. Jacob and Edward were both horrible choices. And it was Smyers ruined all of our brains. Yeah, and all these people <laughs> think that that love is supposed to be like painful and awful. Like watch Love is Blind. And when the people end up with people who they don't really like and it's just awful every day, and they're like, I guess this is, you know, this is how I know I'm in a real relationship. Like, it's just miserable no! all the time. Right. Uh, it's very hard work. It feels like constantly hard, awful work. And That's it's like, love. no, 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 no. No, a relationship is not supposed to feel that way, like, immediately and all the time. It's just supposed to feel that way, like, Sometimes. Every once in a while, that's part of the work side of it. But I'm sorry, I don't mean to get into my Twilight conversation. Ugh. If you missed out, I would love it if you went back. Um, it's all there. And you can listen to me descend into madness. And we will be watching the first Twilight movie again because Midnight Sun is just essentially the first book written from Edward's perspective. So I am watching the first Twilight movie again now that I know them. Now that I really know them. So um, you can go and watch that over on the Patreon. Think, uh, beautiful. Uh, can we be released from it now? May we move past yes, it? Yes, you are both released. <laughs> You're both released. I need to mourn. This is a lot. I, I don't know how to end things. You guys know I don't even like watching the last episode of something. It's why right, I'm not yeah. even reading The Short Life of Brie Tanner because like I can't. I can't finish out all of it. I've got a problem. I talked about it in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I still have never seen the last episode of Trailer Park Boys and don't tell me about all those additional seasons I'm somebody where the, sh the series dies once like the part I like is over you know right? like <laughs> Simpsons seasons 1 through 10 there, don't talk yes, to me about the no current Simpsons past that. Yeah, I know yeah. that there is some fantastic writers on New Simpsons and New Simpsons might have things that are really good about it it's just not the Simpsons original thing to me 
And that is many, a lot of things that I tried to avoid closure on by not watching the last episode, then came out with reboots. And I'm like, this is reopening an unhealed wound for me, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of wounds, can we just say up top, R.I.P. Gilbert Gottfried? I know, very yeah, sad. That breaking today, as of the time of this recording, it happened just a few hours ago. It's crazy too when I see it so early. I saw Jeff Ross post about it, and I immediately, uh, you know, it was like I immediately went to Twitter, and it wasn't all over Twitter yet, and that's the weirdest feeling. You're like, whoa, it just happened, it and just then happened. it started to you know circulate and make the rounds there's a really funny Hol- uh, hollywood squares uh video yes. that that um, yeah. circulated between my friends definitely check that out i'm sure if you just look up gilbert Gottfried hollywood squares that is very very funny and uh yeah it's a bummer man all these comedians dropping like fucking flies bro you know what I'm saying? It's it's. Uh, it's I think it crazy. means we're getting older. I think. Is yeah, what it but is. they're not dying. It you know in their 80s or 90s, they're dying in their 50s. Yeah, and their 60, yeah 67 is young. What also this definitely, I definitely remember celebrities dying when I was a kid and my parents being upset and me being like, wait, somebody died? And then being like, oh, it's a celebrity that they like, who cares? Yeah, you and don't that- know who Jarv Davis is? Like, <laughs> Jarv Davis. He played the one-string banjo better than a man could suck a bull's dick. You know what I mean? I'm just like, that isn't even good lord, guys. I mean, why are we using these uh, filthy euphemisms talking about how good a guy is in a guitar? And I like, I truly remember being like baffled, like when somebody who was like 55 died or something and my parents yeah. were talking about how young they were and and I was like a teenager and I was like what are you talking about 55 <laughs> is fine like I I, I did right. not get it and now I'm just disturbed like I don't care if you're fucking 90 it's too young mm-hmm. and 67 is so young and yeah Gilbert Gottfried another one of these comedians just like Bob Saget where it's like I didn't think that this would evoke a really strong emotional reaction in me but it does well he was one of the greats and i think that's why i mean i think the same with bob saget to me these are people who are true blue comedians they it is it is so fully in their blood it is just they are like machines made tailor made for taylor swift made for comedy <laughs> taylor yeah. swift i think i think that is part of it it's like the cra- if if the time the the limited time i spent as a stand up trying to like really cultivate my respect and love for the craft. It's like Gilbert Gottfried and Bob Saget are like, just even if you, if you think you like don't understand or don't get like why this form is so important to people. It's like those two people are people where it's like, okay, watch them at their best and then you'll get it. You know, they were, their whole point in life was to make people smile and laugh and make their lives uh, happier. I, I truly believe that they were the real, the real ones, you know. And you don't, I don't know any of their thoughts about politics or heard anything, you know, necessarily that they've uh, problematic shit about them. I mean, they these are just guys that love to make jokes and make people laugh. And I think that's he got why. in trouble for like too soon jokes. Uh, well, yeah, but that's that makes him even more of a fucking true blue comic. Yeah, to me, that's though. pretty like, classic, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, of course, and there's the the nine eleven. Um, I think he did the aristocrats uh, roast moment that he's known for. I mean, he was super known for digging holes for himself and then finding ways out of them. I mean, that that's one of the things I love 
in comedy, you know what I mean? So and then there's just some people I was in a doctor's office this morning because I have to get an ablation and I kept going, ablation! <laughs> that sounds way too close to abortion. And the nurse thought that it was funny. The surgeon did not think that it was funny. And I just, I was like, but isn't that a funny way to say it? He's like, Yes. <laughs> and I was like, it made me think of Gilbert Gottfried. And then I found out that Gilbert Gottfried passed. I was like, oh my God. It was, I felt like he was a part of me for a second. It was there like, it was go. just a little bit of the Affleck duck. Just get that into your veins. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So funny with the Affleck duck thing. You know, yeah. I, I uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. I just stopped taking these comics. Take a, I don't know, sports people. So no, keep our, give us our comments. Uh, no, everyone <laughs> lives forever. Yeah, Jackie, like telling God who to, to take, all right, and who forever. to keep. Okay. If you're going to have surgery, though, talk about making who to make your jokes to. Here's the thing you need to know about Hit anesthesiologists. Hit me up. Tell me. I don't know about, uh, is, yeah. is that, that's who I go after? That's where I get my yucks? You will get a delightful call from an anesthesiologist, like, the day before your surgery. Okay. And they will be like... Hello, I'm the anesthesiologist, and they'll tell you, you know, when to stop eating and drinking or whatever, and no! then they'll be like, is there anything that you want to tell me about any, like, substances you use? Uh-oh. And then you will just have a great time, and you'll be like, okay. <laughs> All right, hold on so- to your butts, because <laughs> I got a laundry list unfold. <laughs> and I just saw a tweet that was like, you can lie to your... Husband, you can lie to your wife, you can lie to your best friend, you can lie to your PCP, but never lie to your anesthesiologist. Yeah. Oh. And so you just have to tell them. And so it is I don't lie just anyway. a delight. And they look at me, like all doctors look at me like I'm a fucking crazy person. I'm like, I'm just, I may as well. I'm so scared you're gonna give me something because like, oh, I don't smoke weed every day. When right. I do smoke weed, that's smoke the, weed every day. The anesthesiologist needs to know the extent to which you smoke weed every day. A lot. Of it, That's what I'll just <laughs> tell say. them, and they'll be like, "Oh, okay," and then they'll try to sound totally non-judgmental in their response, <laughs> and they'll ask like some neutral-sounding follow-up questions, and you're gonna have fun. It is a very fun conversation. I'll be like, you wouldn't like me if I did it. <laughs> <laughs> no threats. I'll keep my threats to a minimum. But I will, uh, I do want to say someone, that one comedian that we do still have going for us is Christopher Lloyd, who's going to be in this new Spirit Halloween movie. Now, I love Spirit Halloween. I think that most people do. And if you hate it, I don't know what to tell you. I do, I mean, they are a bit of a parasite that kind of comes in and uses whatever they can. Um, the store, I mean, because you know Spirit Halloweens, they pop up. They pop up for Halloween. They use unused real retail space. They're like a zombie. It. Yeah, I love it. Retail store yeah. because you're always just they they appear and then you're like, what was there before? I don't right. know. Before. It's gone from my memory. That's kind of the premise of this movie. Yeah, but I want. I'm upset because I immediately got so excited. I was like, Christopher Lloyd, Spirit Halloween. Yes, please. And it's gonna be a, a kids movie. I want it to yeah, be really upsetting. Yeah, of course, a kids movie. Why would it be? It's Spirit Halloween. It's a kids. It's a mostly geared towards kids Halloween shopping. So why? Why? That's not you true. Know, if it's sanctioned by them. Why would I'm looking at a picture of a store right now? It's got little kids wearing costumes in the pictures in the storefront. Yeah, sure. Listen, it should be like the classic. <laughs> the best Halloween movies are movies that were 
kind of for kids. Well, that's not true. Some good Halloween movies are movies that were kind of for kids and then also for adults. I feel like Hocus Pocus goes into this category, right? So I feel like this movie, Spirit Halloween, has to walk the line of being like, we know that Spirit Halloween has a cult following amongst adults who love Halloween, but also that for like kids 14 and younger, it's very exciting to go to Spirit Halloween to pick out your costume. So I think that they can walk the line. They better. And I just, I can't wait to see Christopher Lloyd in it because I just, I keep thinking about the Christopher Lloyd interview when people are like, well, so why don't you do more things? And he's like, nobody asked me. I'm at home. Please ask me to That's do something. Insane. I'm no, old. No, come on. He doesn't get offers all the time. That's what he says. That's what he gets That's from here. the horse's mouth himself. <laughs> but that's the best right, life. Please. That's the type of that's the type of old person I want to be to just be like, yeah. I made a ton of money when I was young. I don't right. need to work. I, I looked wouldn't. old when I was young too. Yeah, so like, it just, I've, I've looked I've old always, forever. Yeah, I've just been old for for the, all my life. I've been old for about forty five years, <laughs> and uh, now I have money in a way that I didn't when I was young, so I can right. just enjoy it. If somebody comes to me with a project like Spirit Halloween, which I agree with the article that it does seem to be inspired by the comedian uh, Nick Lutzko's song about. Um, Spirit Halloween. So you were familiar with this. I didn't know that there was a Spirit Halloween song. Where have I been? My brother introduced me to the his song, I Want to Be at the RNC, which is like a real deep cut, you know, for the political junkies out there who watch the RNC, like me and my brother do. Uh, in the RNC 2020, I don't know if anybody remembers, summer 2020, it was a rough time. Nah. And then the RNC happened. Um, and it was absolutely fucking insane. People, these rich people in St. Louis, like, <laughs> drew handguns. On protesters. Oh my god, I remember this. Oh, remember? Uh, yeah, those guys. Their lives got ruined, so that's it's fine. In the yeah, end. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think because they drew guns on people. Um, but he, uh, the 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 song is called "I Want to Be at the RNC," and it is so fucking funny. And then. Uh, John sent me the Spirit Halloween song. Like, I Want to Be at the RNC came out in August 2020, and then the Spirit Halloween song came out a few months later. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't have room in my brain for the Spirit Halloween song because I'm still listening to I Want to Be at the RNC. It's like one of those like good viral video uh, comedy video songs that's that good. But the Spirit Halloween song is so good. And then there's like a trilogy. He made two more parts. It was so good. And if you're listening and you're like, comedy songs... Of course, comedy songs are generally terrible, yes. but sometimes they're good. And when they're good, funny, yeah. they're so good. Yeah, for sure. He he, he does a great job. He, he yeah. does a good job with like Mr. X. Really reminds me of what's his fucking face, Mr. Inside, Mr. Stay Home. Mr. Stay Home guy, the guy who made the Stay Netflix special guy. about staying home. Oh, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. You can't be upset at Mr. <laughs> Stay Home Mr. Guy. Stay Home. You can't. No, no, no. I refuse. <laughs> I'm putting up a boundary between you and MJ and I both. Good and we are back. Ba- we're behind the boundary. How we're going to get through no. blind eyes. Is screaming, is, Mr. Stay Home. He stays at home. He made the. Netflix, but whatever, dude. He made Listen, that there's not that many <laughs> musical comedians to draw from, so the, the list is small. Yes. Yeah. But I wouldn't call Pope Burnham Mr. Stay Home. That's like <laughs> not <laughs> the he first. Said especially Grammy award-winning Bo Burnham. Oh, my God. Yes. Of course, <laughs> he won a Grammy. 
<laughs> but so there's a there's a very funny song about Spirit Halloween, and now there's a movie about Spirit Halloween. <laughs> yes. And if I was this comedian, uh, I would feel both vindicated and like I would want some of that. And they're sweet, weirdly sweet both. At, at, he goes into whole Bezos killed the mall bit in his the bridge of his song, and the movie is also based on uh, dying malls. And uh, if I told Jackie during our talking TV patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast, we do talking TV every week, five dollars a month. Uh, I talked about a movie that made me want to blow my brains out. It was called The Jasper Mall. And it was a documentary about a dying mall in Jasper, Arkansas. And it was sad at best. this is the thing. It was sad in its happiest moment. I I think I want to watch it. I love Uh, sad Yeah, you might want to watch it. But, and, and, and this movie is like, an abandoned store and like this spirit Halloween mysteriously popped up and these kids want to go stay there for the night. I think it would be great to have a documentary about spirit Halloween. And like, were they the ones that started the idea of not all the time stores? I don't know if that (laughs) that is true, but I love it. Cause like, you Pop see Christmas stores? Yeah, not, not all the, the time. No, oh, not all not the time stores. They're not all the time stores. Is shit for Mr. Sandham? Not all the time stores. Sometimes they're stores Whatever. and sometimes they're not Hold stores. It. We all understood what she meant. <laughs> Thank you, MJ. Mr. Mr. Behind our boundary. Thank you very much. <laughs> The not all the time stores, I think, wow. are such a great idea because then you see the lonely as Christmas tree shops around yes. here. And I definitely worked at a Christmas Sad tree Christmas shop stores. For one summer, and it was yeah. summer. And it was a Christmas tree shop. No wonder they hired 14-year-old me because I was like, well, what are I'm supposed to do? Yeah, I I'm don't understand. The version of me that Henry does. I don't the understand the year round. <laughs> I don't understand the year round. Christmas store. It's so true. It's in every small town. There was one in New Orleans too, though. I remember. And it some makes of them me are depressed. Great. But it's something about it makes me sad if if I'm. It's the middle of the summer and I'm walking past. And I'm just. I just go. Ugh. Like it just hits me weird. What it's about like, Christmas in July? Yeah, Christmas shouldn't exist outside of <laughs> that one month. So why would you be like? I have a really good idea. Christmas. Everybody loves it all the time. Let me open a shop that's always open all year round just for Christmas. No, 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 no. Okay, so uh, I'm looking it up, and apparently it must have been a Dubuque family-owned store, but every town had the store. For us, it was called Hanukkahs. I'm looking it up. Apparently not a chain. But what you need is Hanukkahs, which is a store that goes Turns into a Christmas store at Christmas. Turns into a Halloween store yes. at Halloween. Ooh, it's like your it's seasonal like, store. Seasonal it is. Store. It is the seasonal closet of your dreams. And Ugh. and then in the off season, what does it have? It has like random velvet ribbons that you need. You know, and 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 yeah, for crafts. Exactly. It's just your craft haven that goes. That that suddenly is swept up with the spirit of whatever. If it's fucking St. Patrick's Day, it doesn't matter how small or large the holiday is, and it's always in flux with. The, and and you will get the seasonal warmth of it whenever you pass by it in the mall. It has to be in the mall. It can be in a strip mall. We had one in a mall and one in a strip mall. They were both Hanukkahs. Um, and but but it just is. It is the reflection. It is the it is the porch goose of stores. Whoa! Whoa. Wow. wow! 
You dropping a Gloria right now? Yeah, that is some big words That's right big. there. I'm saying, who else changes an outfit every right. month? Season, you yeah. know, it's oh, a porch goose. I can't wait to buy a little <laughs> dresser for Gloria, by the way. Um, that's what happens when you don't have children or any pets. <laughs> Gloria, you are a pet. Yes, I love you. She listens. And I don't want her to be upset. I want a movie about how, like, what about the, all the weird shit they find in these abandoned malls? What about all of, like, how difficult it must be to have to, like, create, like, look at the space and be like, okay, we're going to put this shit here. Or maybe, am I the only one that thinks that that would be interesting? Mm. I'm obsessed with, I've always, I always felt like a bad leftist because I've always loved malls. I loved yeah. them before. I love oh, them yeah. now. I'm, I'm a triple capitalist, unfortunately. I love them. I And I love the idea of a communal space ideally it wouldn't be a place where you have to give money to be and that's why malls are great for teenagers right yeah. because there's not that many places teenagers can go to just exist right and malls is one of them and so i fucking love the space of malls i was in one recently and i was like these are great but they are very sad now and so we just need to figure out how do we use these communal spaces with little pods that people yes. can have their fucking interests, you know, in each pot. I don't know. This makes so much fucking sense. I had no idea uh, because Spirit Halloween has transitioned through the years. And that is because there's more, uh, like, costumes from the pop culture zeitgeist now. It's because Spencer's bought Spirit Halloween. Of course. And that makes so much sense. But where are the edible underwears? I want yes. spooky edible underwear that makes your pussy lips it's not good for you. Don't get don't let it sit on there too long because it gets all wet. <laughs> it's gonna get all sweaty, and it's not good for your pussy health. Well, there's a, there's always a horny corner to every one of these stores, right? I mean, you just put in Spencer. Spencer's was the horny corner of the mall, and then right. within Spencer's, there was the horny corny of yeah. <laughs> horny. Give her the old horny corny, <laughs> horny corny. Um, uh. <laughs> that sounds like. Oh my god, I've never heard a sex song specifically for me before, but thank you, MJ. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer's was the horny corner of the mall. Yes. And within Spencer's, there was the particularly horny corner of Spencer's where the edible underwear was and where yes. the like shirts. They weren't the same shirts that you saw on like Duval Street and Key West and stuff that say like my space to my face, but it's like those type of shirts. Right. <laughs> like, and the, but, but then there, it was like a great, you know, there was the, Area like, that yeah, had the fuck fart me in the spray. Ass, I'm Irish or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there was like the poop yes. joke aisle, and then there was yeah. like the sex joke aisle. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a big dump chump and uh, all those <laughs> shirts of that nature. Oops, just farted on a doctor or whatever it was. Oh, and then there was just the shelf with like the, you know, the beads that swung back and forth. Oh, my and, God. Um, Did you, you have know, any the of little, those beads? I never got any of those beads. I always, or or the little pins that you put the shape of your hand yeah, on. Yeah, I, I definitely had one of those. The middle finger. Then, you gotta do the middle finger. Uh, I believe my brother's <laughs> friend put his genitals into it, and uh, yeah. I wasn't informed of this, and then I picked it up while they were all hanging out, and I immediately put it on my face, and then they all <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> some of them laughed, Classic. and some of them were. See, <laughs> this is like I hope that people who write shows like Stranger Things and stuff that are like set in the late mm -hmm. '80s, early '90s, they need to hear anecdotes like this because right. that's the most 
millennial you gotta child watch this experience. Jasper Ball movie, MJ. It'll make you want to lay in the forest until you die. But Bella. Oh, but it is, uh, I think, a great watch if you have big nostalgia for like '80s, '90s mall culture. It, it totally and, and and lament the death of of those spaces because I agree, it's about a communal space. And uh, yeah, I, it's crazy how little options you had. Is it was go bowling, go to the mall, roller skating? Not really. Go to the movies. That was it. That was it. Yeah. I mean, why do you think I still go to the movies all the time? And if we're going to go ahead and pretend that it's the year 2000, in the year 2000, can we give a finally a congratulations to Benefer? Come back around. Wow. The cycle may the circle be unbroken. They are <laughs> in love and they're getting married. I love this headline because it just, man, did they have to beat us in the fucking head with They're it. They're so Love, mean. Twice, twice actually. actually. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, who dated 20 years ago, are now engaged again, again for the second time. Yeah, we get, get it. it. It happened twice. How many times <laughs> do you have to say it happened twice <laughs> for the same thing? It. I'm sorry to get this angry, but you know what? E- economic times? What even fucking website is this? I, you know, I try to look at different things. And I like- hey, did you know it happened twice? Actually, Twenty years, yeah, we fought. We oh, did it? Was it not the biggest celebrity news story? Anyways, I'm on fire today. Sorry, yeah, about that. you are. Sorry about my aggression. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm sorry, but I still cannot read about Benefer without needing five minutes to stop and think about the fact that they met and fell in love on Gili. It's just a stunning... Yeah, it's rough. We should not ever mention them without bringing up the fact that it's all thanks to Gili, which we watched very early in the pandemic, probably yeah. like week two or three. And I'll never forget, slash, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what it's about, but I will never forget how bad it is. And it psychically, like, bruised us just as badly, I would even argue, as pandemic as a whole. <laughs> that, it, it is, it was, it was good to, like, layer it with a trauma that was already happening. Right, because... like, might as well give me, you know, waterboard me while I'm dealing with this other, tra- you know what I mean? Like, while I'm being, you know, electro- electrically tortured, yes. right? It's like, do it all at once, pack it all in. That was, like, Geely during pandemic. Like, imagine doing the worst movie ever made and then getting engaged and then having it fall apart because Ben couldn't handle the pressure. And then 20 years later, you're like, you know what? It turns out you were the love of my life. We met on Gili. Like, what regret? All around, So much regret 
In every but, direction. But they're not regretful because then they were both able to have, they went and they had their children and it was like, there is no regret. They still had families. They still, now that they get to enjoy each other. And I saw that uh, Ben Affleck did uh, meet up with Jennifer Garner, his ex and their kids and told them all first before he proposed, which I think is a very nice move. That's nice. And also when you read about the actual proposal, very different from the first time they she was it was saturday night and she was in the bath and he came into her when he like he came he came into her what are we spencers uh-huh. no <laughs> he came to her and she was in the bath and while she was just in the bath on a regular saturday night he just got down on one knee and proposed, which I was Aww. reading through it, and I burst he was fully into dressed tears. as Batman, though that he was. Nice. Fully I mean, dressed yeah, as old drunk Batman. That's the <laughs> Batman <laughs> for me, baby. And don't get me wrong, I do love a like a story of like, you know, it wasn't right at the time before, but we yeah. always still loved each right, other and right. we come back. Like now that's we're ready. Now we now we're ready story. to go on this journey together. And yeah. then I bet he fucking did put a crazy load in her that night as well. Yes. For sure. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Beautiful. We always, we all want the um, Lizzie McGuire. I'm blanking on her name right now. The Lizzie McGuire Hillary proposal. Stay Hillary Duff. Miss Open all the time. I always think about her proposal when she immediately got down and started sucking him off. I was like, man, that's uh, a couple yeah. that is in love. What was that from? What's that from? It's, it's real. From real like, life. It's oh, not. Wow. It's not Liz McGuire. It's Hillary Duff. Like I'd feel a little uh, uncomfortable about that. I think. If, no, it was uh, horrible that, that there were paparazzi there that took pictures. No, it wasn't right. like a public proposal, like no. in a baseball field. It was like a private proposal, and then she started sucking him off. Yes, which is great. I did forget about that, Jackie. Thank you for reminding me. I of think that, about it too fun. often. <laughs> <laughs> and I am. It is weird how actually genuinely excited I was when I saw that they were engaged again. Again, for the second time. Yeah, I just, the, I, the headline. <laughs> I'm like so much more keyed into like the headline or like filler paragraphs or whatever than the actual story itself. I just start, and like, I just start thinking about the person who wrote it and like, I think you need to add another little nod towards the fact that this is happening for a second okay. time. Because you've only given four nods in the one headline <laughs> that it's happening twice. It's because we have like, you know, this stupid, our stupid way that we talk about like romance and love is that the idea that like, if an engagement doesn't, you know, end in a wedding, then it's like the worst possible thing that could ever happen, where as opposed to like, right, right. And any relationship that doesn't end in a wedding is a failure. And so it's like, engage twice. And it's like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't right the first yeah. time. And now it is right. And that's actually totally fine. And how is that a failure? How is like listening to yourself and thinking like, this isn't what I need right now. Isn't that technically like, shouldn't we say congratulations on listening yeah, to yourself? Yeah, for having the maturity and ability to, to pull back when it, there's so much pressure to follow through by that point. Yeah. Right. Especially, yeah. I mean, we'll never be able to understand what they were going through in the beginning times of relationships really being ripped apart by social media in ways that had never been really able to have happened in the past. If you listen to our 2000 pie. Are you seven. fucking <laughs> Having a fucking malfunction. <laughs> what was that? Sometimes I, like, wow. I don't 
Jackie. He's giving you a little bit of word salad right now. So this my brain is moving faster than my mouth. Slowing down like a fucking robot whose battery was You meant rewind? I was like some uncanny valley shit. I'm literally going to have to check and make sure Jackie's not made out of like metal. What if I was made of metal? Yeah. I, I haven't wish. seen Jackie in person in about <laughs> two and a half, three years. So I she know, might right? she could become be a cyborg. Oh what God. in the world? That's what happens. Jackie, that I watched Titan. I, I watched Titan, and now I am pot machine. Don't you know? Uh, if you fuck enough cars, you get to be a car. That's what I always right, say. Please, because people don't even know it's a horror movie. It's a body horror movie called Titan <laughs> that she's referencing. Tons of people haven't seen it or heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows Titan. Everybody knows about Titan. Um, but also, everybody knows how happy I am. Also, because of. Britney Spears' pregnancy. Wow. Dude, I'm so happy for her. Slash, can you imagine Holden fucking having another baby 15 years from now? No thanks. Uh, but I am my happy only for problem her. is, is I'm now, I've it's now happened where I'm in the phase of like, I'm all goo goo gaga now and like all You're those the baby? horrible. The, yes, first of so all, I'm the baby, and, the I'm, and I made a mess, and I need one of you to come. Uh, well, that's what happens. Lexi's, <laughs> Lexi's out of town. Out of town. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just. I'm all. I've got baby fever now. It finally has t- overcome me. Yeah. So now I could kind of see it. Although, um, yeah. Again, I would describe those first three months as traumatic. I think it's really nice because she wasn't able. She, I guess they. I don't know how you force someone to do this, but she was forced to be on birth control during her conservatorship. So this is yet they another. They had control wow. over all of the doctors that she saw. They had control over what she took. She was uh, explicitly, according to the conservatorship, not allowed to have another child. So this so is a celebration fucked. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's this is so like, great. Right. I think that's so important. It's another sign of like she really is getting to do what she wants with her life uh, for the first time in a really long time. And this guy seems like really, you know, he literally said, I I do not take this lightly. This is incredible. You know, this is like so important apparently to him to be a father. And, um, you know, and and I know also, I can't believe she's, I'm, I'm essentially her age. I'm turning 40 this year. She's 40. I always forget that. She always seemed like she was, even though she's like an adult baby, (laughs) She has always still seemed like it's weird to think that we're the same age. Kind of makes me want to throw up. <laughs> but that said, I think also having a baby now later in life has is really been solid in terms of having like the emotional maturity and years of wisdom that totally, I think totally totally and of for course, a especially experience. I forgot for about the, the whole the way that she was literally was not allowed to have one. I just mean that like right. Having gone through the intensity, of, yeah, I mean, her babies are only <laughs> her babies are only a year apart too, yeah. like mine. And having gone through the intensity of that, and then being in the like they're fifteen and sixteen now, to be like, okay, you know, I did it. They're like they're good, and then to be like back again, I'm going back into it is your like would just be a real journey. You're completely forgetting the difference between having a baby as a normal as person a multi- as opposed to having a baby as a fucking yeah crazy ass millions of dollars heir. Yeah. That is very yeah. different. So you know even for me, Lexi's sister just came into town and she immediately swooped in because she's like the baby whisperer and just came in and was like I'll just take care of her like all day for you guys. You do your thing. Sleep in. I was like 
oh, this is how the other half yeah. lives. They get you just get to every now and again go, oh, sweet baby, and you just get to <laughs> oh, enjoy baby. the baby. Oh, just kind of like everybody who comes to visit, you get that treatment as a rich person. You just come in, oh, it's so sweet. Oh, is she at, upset at all? Is she having a problem at all? Bye. Have a good one with that. <laughs> I'm going to go in the See, other I room was and the not one on deal the with that. Opposite end of that. So I yeah. was the person that came in to deal with it. And I was like, oh, yes. so you get all the fun and I get all of the bad. So like, right. of course they scream when they say me. I am the one that like, and yet they also were connected to me in ways that they would, were never connected to their parents. Right. So I was a nanny for years. And it was just like, this is crazy to me. Then why did you have children? You're the you same person. you don't want to connect with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Because they're like assets. It's different for, for you know what I mean? It's, they're, they're, yeah, they're assets. They're not like kids. For the for those a lot of those people, Nuts. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I also want to say a shout out to Britney Spears for in her Instagram post she talks about how she had perinatal depression uh, for her first two pregnancies, and I am a person in my mid thirties who had two back to back pregnancies and never once had a mental health professional or a therapist or anybody, not even a fellow mom ever. I have never heard perinatal depression before. I've only heard postpartum depression. I'm sorry, real quick. I know this isn't that kind of show. What is the difference? Uh, so postpartum depression is the one that most people know, which is depression that takes place after the baby is born. Yes. And what Britney Spears describes in her Instagram post, and literally, I cannot emphasize enough that I have never heard this until today when I was c- catching up Whoa. you know, on this post that she had a couple of days ago. Perinatal is like meaning well, well, the baby's in there. And oh. so perinatal depression is depression while you are pregnant. Oh. You know, depression that comes while you are pregnant. And I have never heard anyone else say this before. And I was depressed as shit when I was pregnant. And I thought a hundred percent that something was wrong with me and people think something's wrong with them when they're postpartum depressed too because you're like i should be happy i have sweet baby i love baby why am i depressed and it's not like postpartum depression isn't hard enough but i had never heard perinatal depression before that like it is a thing to be depressed while you're pregnant and i thank you britney spears for fucking saying that and you know, I've like I just cannot emphasize enough how I did not actually know that was a thing. I did not know yeah. that anyone else felt that. I feel like pregnancy I did not know and childbirth more than it's anything horrible. else is so full of these expectations of what you're supposed to feel. Yes. And what you're supposed to go through. And I feel like most people don't and feel the opposite yes. of those things. And you f- and then the shame comes in and the you know, endless like, yeah, like uh just feelings of uh, you know, not being adequate or, or being something's you know broken in you, you know yeah what I mean? it's and it's so like, confusing because it's like you're not of course you're you still like love your baby when you're pregnant i mean i i worked so fucking hard to get pregnant i was like why am i depressed i i because it's chemicals yeah that, I, right it, it, you got something drain you got something draining you yeah right you something but like, sucking your life force so your hair fucking falls out and shit right it's sucking the life out of you of course you're gonna get depressed yeah. <laughs> but i did not no, that that was, I like literally didn't know that was a thing until today. Like I knew That's it was a thing because yeah. it happened to me, but I didn't, I had never heard anyone else say like, oh, you can get 
depressed while you're pregnant. I'd only heard people be like postpartum depression, right. postpartum depression, postpartum depression. And also people, you know, people only talk about postpartum depression. They don't talk about postpartum anxiety. Which is still and fairly new to even being discussed yes, even that, publicly as well. For sure. Right, right. And, and, uh, right. And there's less talk about all the other postpartum like mood disorders and stuff. But yeah, I just didn't know that that, is something else people experience to to feel it like while you're pregnant. And so Britney Spears has done many things for mental health, like normalization and awareness. And like, uh, I mean, normalization, you know, she's Britney Spears, but to just to talk about it. And I was so surprised to be like, I can't believe I'm learning this phrase, literally learning this phrase from Britney Spears today. Dude, hell Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like an a, she's like an adult child. <laughs> I mean, she did it again because of her trauma. <laughs> and also, Arrested by the way, the even just more upsetting. Uh, as I was reading through this, as you were just talking, MJ, it wasn't even that they forced her to take birth control pills. They forced to her to have an IUD. That was what I thought. It was that she had an IUD, yeah. so she didn't even. It wasn't even like you could flush the pills. Stop the taking or them, or yeah, yeah, it was just ugh, ugh, fuck you, conservatorship. So scary. Yeah, well, Al Pacino's also a big fan of Shrek. So yeah, he has look a Shrek at that. Case on his <laughs> Leave phone, it there. All right? He's got a Shrek case on his phone. Every the sleuthing. He's a cheeky donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he doesn't even have. I, I, I know. Part of me is You're like, I bet he doesn't even know what yeah, Shrek is. He just thought that was like a fun case for his phone and got it. So he has. That's people the were best. trying to figure out what like, was. Oh, look at these little green guys. Yeah, look at this. I'm kind of a green guy. I gotta dig <laughs> this vibe. You, you you hear what I'm laying down for? You know, I, I he talks like a um a jazz guy from the 1950s. Apparently. Yeah, I bet. Oh man, you watch House of Gucci and then. No, he talks on like a this. I would love to watch Al Pacino's. Like, I would love for someone to ask him, like, so do you love Shrek just to see what his response is? If he actually yeah. knows, if he's aware of what Shrek is, or if it was just, or was it just an assistant put A? <laughs> phone cover on the phone so that the phone wouldn't break, which is also possible. It's great because either answer is great. Like if he, if if you ask Al Pacino, Al Pacino about Shrek and he just like starts quoting it, that would be the best. So funny. But also it would somehow still be the best if he was like, what movie? And it was just a pure coincidence. <laughs> that he just liked the way it looked. <laughs> and we guaranteed it. Also, Megan Thee Stallion's not wearing makeup for a while, oh, and she's beautiful. She, yeah, she just, looks great. Why is she doing that, though? She didn't say why, did she? No, I think that she's just doing it just to like like be the real her. She said she's not wearing makeup until Coachella. There you but go. then she's taking all these selfies, and she just looks hot. She looks so hot, and just like... <laughs> I love it, though. I really do love like what kind of power it must be, like... I'm choosing not to wear makeup because I'm gonna feel good about myself. And then you look in the mirror and just like, because I am a goddess. Yeah, right. To be like, I'm so bold and brave. I won't wear makeup. 
I'm perfect. Oh but my God. nobody feels perfect. So yeah, the only Lord. makeup she's doing is like to give her like the cat eyes or like to do cool. And I'm sure she doesn't things. feel this way. I think that a lot of people that are that hot, I would assume, uh, you know, we all have issues when we look at our bodies and we all have of issues course. that we don't discuss and the lots of issues that we don't um, ever put into words. So I, you know what, Megan Thee Stallion? Good Lord, I could just look at pictures of her all day. Well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Every time I see myself naked in the mirror, I, I, my only problem is I, I end up wasting the next half an hour or more trying to suck my own dick. See, so. that's <laughs> kind of nice, though. You know, it's difficult. That's why I know that it's been, that's what you've been doing the entire time since Lex and the baby have been out of town. <gasps> just sucking your own dick. Uh, just <laughs> trying to break the bones in my very back. To make it happen. Should we do a celebrity conspiracy? <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Hit me with the share. Do you believe it? The slap. Oh, That's God. right. Uh -oh. Of course Ten we years. had to get to this point. Oh, of course years. we had to get to this point. You know, I even said, oh, during our whole episode about the slap, uh, of course I'm referring to the slap from the Oscars, Will Smith, Chris Rock, G.I. Jane 2, the whole situation over there. Uh, uh, People immediately were like, it's staged. Look at this, obviously, doctored photo. Um, see how their <laughs> positioning is. Also, it's just so funny. It like reminds me of the, the dingo ate your baby thing. Oh, dingo right? like, ate every, my baby. Everybody like, decides how someone would definitely react in a situation they've never been in. Totally. You know what I mean? It's so crazy to me. It's like you've never been in this situation. How would you know? How would you react? Like You would be in shock. You would have, you don't know how you would be. And so how are you going to sit there and be like, the way she's acting, that ain't somebody whose baby was eaten by a dingo. The fuck are you talking? How many people do you know whose fucking baby got eaten by a dingo? Dingo ate her baby. All right, please. But uh, anyways, <laughs> in true internet fashion, of course, folks out there screaming that the infamous slap was staged. But my question was always, why would any of the parties involved wish this upon themselves? Well... We have two theories from listeners who wrote in as to why this might be, okay? Ooh. So I'm going to give you theory one. I'm going to give you theory two. You can tell me if you believe, you don't, and who you believe. And okay. I don't give a fuck what you want to do, all right? Okay. Okay? You can even just tell me to go fuck myself at the end of all well, this. Oh, wait. I'll do that, that no too. matter what. Yeah, no, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go oh, fuck right, yourself, okay, <laughs> All right, please. All right, gladly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there he goes. Well, he's got go the suck your own dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's in from Kathleen. Hi there. God bless the Page 7 crew for filling my heart with glee every week. You truly make gloomy days feel brighter and good days feel like sunshine. Oh, thank you. Aww. I feel crazy because I just reached out a couple of weeks ago to Jackie for shout outs, but I needed to write in about my opinion regarding the slap. Love it. I do not believe for a second that the slap was unplanned. I know Will Smith was super awkward during his speech, so it definitely felt like he was embarrassed, but I'm not buying it. JPS has gotten so much love for Red Table Talk, especially with regards to celebrity mishaps, her struggles with hair loss, and the complicated relationship she has with Will. This event did so much for the upcoming Red Table Talk that is bound to premiere in the next few months. One, Will Smith moving from a semi-cuck status, which unfortunately society has stamped him with, to now a cough-toxic, cough-masculine defender of his wife. Two, JPS, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, can talk about her experience 
experience again and address the complicated pressure that society places on black hair. Three, Chris Rock can defend, quote unquote, defend himself by bringing his documentary Good Hair into the conversation and still, quote, grow from the Red Table conversation. Four, a conversation might blossom around Will Smith's, quote, growth after now understanding how privileged he is as a rich celebrity to win an Oscar after his outburst. I hope you don't take the millions of sarcastic quotes as me believing these conversations aren't important, but I just believe this whole thing was a manufactured event for a secretly planned talk coming up. Thank you, Holden, MJ, and Jackie, for your wisdom, friendship, support. Warmly, Kathleen. So that's the first one. Okay. It was all for, I mean, it is going to be a barn, you know, a Oscars did quite well in the ratings because of this whole thing. Uh, and now, yeah, red, I didn't think about that. Red Table Talk, all eyes are going to be pointed directly at the next uh, edition of those. I definitely understand the conspiratorial urge to be like, how did this happen with a family where there's already a show that is meant yes. to take on this type of thing, right? Yes. yes. And totally. they're Scientologists, so like, of course it lends itself to conspiracy yes. theory. Totally. Well, here's the other one from Jen. Hello, page seven overlords. Today I have for you a conspiracy regarding the slap to you. <laughs> Ever since it happened, I was convinced it was fake. Something about the way Chris Rock was smiling as Will Smith approached him, coupled with the fact that it looks like Will barely connected with Chris's face, and their reactions afterwards made me think we were watching some Real Housewives-type manufactured drama. But why? To what end? That was the one question I couldn't answer until today, when it was announced Will Smith is banned from the Oscars and all other Academy-related events for 10 years. I assert that Will Smith and Chris Rock cooked up this stunt so Will Smith could make absolutely dog shit movies for a decade. Hear me out. <laughs> Will Smith has been in a lot of great stuff, but also some stinkers here and there. I mm. believe making shitty movies Whoa, is more Gemini fun. Man, please. Please. I feel that making shitty movies is more fun than making serious good movies, and Will Smith wants to have fun. Mm -hmm. He figured out a way to get banned from the Oscars so when his upcoming terrible movies don't get nominated, it won't matter because he wasn't going to show up anyway. Foolproof. Genius even. Chris Rock was happy to go along with it because of the publicity and the fact that he isn't the one who would come out looking bad. In fact, he would be symp the sympathetic one. It would give him enough material for an entire hour on Netflix. I know this one is a little spicy, but I fully believe it, and you should too. It's okay if you don't just know that you're wrong. Whoa. <laughs> Love, Jenna. Wow. Yeah, so what do you think? Ooh. You got Kathleen, it was all for the Red Table Talk. You got Jenna with, uh, it was also Will Smith could make shitty movies and Chris Rock could get a Netflix special out of it. I don't know. I, wow. I, what I, do I like love this is, format of having right? to vote. It's not do you believe, it's like you have to pick one. one. Yeah. What do you think? I think the latter. I think that that makes really? a lot of sense. I Will think that Smith I, making uh, bad movies on purpose. Yeah, I totally get that. That's totally isn't that so, wouldn't that be so much fun to be like, you could do whatever, you know, in the same way where it's like you think about like Al Pacino when Al Pacino did Jack and Jill because why the fuck not? He's Al fucking Pacino. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. But if you just like, because Will Smith has done enough good movies to know that people are aware of the fact that he is a talented person. But yeah, then, now he got his Oscar. Yeah, and then everybody go. He's got his Oscar. Everybody when you know they do go to go see the Gemini Man's, even though he's playing two different people at once, which is actually genuinely pretty great. But I don't think that. I don't want to use the word stupid, but I don't think that Jada Pinkett Smith is stupid. 
And I think uh-huh. that it would, like, I feel like that would, there's too much. Like, if we have to choose one of them, that there's, I mean, because I definitely don't think that it was staged. <laughs> but if I had to choose one, I don't think that Jada Pinkett Smith would, like, I feel like that is, like, a, like imagining the two of them over, like, a drink, just being like, yeah, okay. And then I, <laughs> and you know that sometimes, like, you, like, you, like, you with your bud can just, like, you like lather yourself up into thinking that an idea is great. Um, and I would way more put that brain on Will Smith and Chris Rock than Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm. I'm gonna vote for the first one only because Whoa. I like interesting commentary though. Yeah. I just think I, I agree that Jada Pinkett Smith is not stupid. Instead, I like to imagine as we dabble here on page seven sometimes that the Smiths are all powerful, you know, Illuminati shit, like Scientologists who, like, I like- Oh, I'm scared of them. I'm scared of their power. And so I actually think that the the, um, Pinkett Smith family, you know, and the Red Table Talks especially are like an incredible, genuine, like stunningly open family that, yeah, they're amazing. But it's also kind of fun to be like, they're brilliant, conspiratorial, evil geniuses mm-hmm. who control Hollywood. And so in that case, it would be like, okay, let's just do th- like. And so that's why I have to go with the first. Because well, I will say MJ kind of is correct. Jackie, you are the li- weakest link. Good oh, boy. No. It is the past, isn't it? We're talking about malls. <laughs> we're talking about Spirit Halloween. Talking about Benifer. You have a weakest link reference. <laughs> Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> I still say fair, it. Jackie is the one who brings the weakest link reference. I say it about six or seven times a week. Like I still, it is a, it is a, a, a bright spot of my vernacular. More like weakest stinks. You're right? a stinks. All right, Jackie, what do you got for the list? I'm a sphinx. You sing me the song. Oh, who's on the list? Jackie, gotta have that list. Surprising inventions of unlikely celebrities. Yeah, whatever. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, I think that you guys should really take heed to what Jamie Lee Curtis tried to create in 1988. What? A futuristic Uh-oh. diaper? Futuristic diaper! <laughs> she patented a disposable diaper with a waterproof pocket to stuff with wipes so you don't have to carry them around separately. That's Will great. Will you buy it? Will you purchase it? I would. I don't. 
Uh, sure. It, uh, it seems wholly unnecessary. Whoa. You mean as unnecessary as Charlie Sheen's capless chapstick? Say yes. that 20 times fast. <laughs> In 2012, Charlie Sheen proudly unveiled his patent for a lip balm tube that twists up after spending one too many fractions of a second removing unnecessary caps. It's great because he's just like, I'm so fucking hungover and on yeah. cocaine all the time yes, that my lips are so dry. So chat. I can't keep track water. of the lids to my chapstick. I'm Make so it easier. No. All the time. No, both of you. Um, he pitches a chapstick, and they explain that their design is actually a carefully thought-out strategy that weighs economic and consumer factors he couldn't begin to comprehend. So now he just brings it out at parties. So he made a capless chapstick. Chapstick, the brand, would not buy it, so he just had them made and brings it with him whenever he goes out. So he just I just imagine him skied up. And just like, just like right. maniacally putting <laughs> chapstick on. Very yeah, you know, sometimes, you know how when you have a cold and you want to put chapstick right on your nose? It must also be true for excessive nose drug use. I did that Indeed. with Vicks VapoRub for a long time. The first drug of a lot of people. Oh, oh Vicks yeah. VapoRub. Big time. Banaka for this guy. Ooh. Oh, Banaka. Oh, my God. I never thought about these gateway drugs. Remember yeah. when you were just trying to be like, if you have enough. Banak. Oh, dude, didn't you? Did, did you guys? Well, maybe it was more of a boy thing. You always had to go to the store and get that banaka spray before the always. homecoming dance. I always had banaka, and you would just be spraying all night like a psychopath. Like, who does that? Why would you do that? <laughs> no one needs to do that. Like, when, you never did that after middle and high school. Like, Although I think it was middle school or high school when Listerine strips came out. So for me, yes. yeah, I loved the burn of Listerine strips. And so Altoids yeah. were like yeah. sour warheads yeah. too. Yeah, just take yeah, all Altoids. the feeling off of your tongue. Yes, yeah. so. Strong. Make it hurt. So fresh. <laughs> Unlike what happens when you use Bill Nye's ballet shoes. Whatever. You wouldn't think of Bill Nye as someone overly invested in the art of dance, but in 2002, he invented a ballet shoe that features a more structured toe box to provide support from the inside out for dances on point. He also participated in the Masked Dancer, and that's more interest than we've ever shown in flailing our meat sacks to the beat. Okay, crack. This is like saying in the way that Holden gets upset with the fluff. Sometimes I get upset with the fluff on the list. When then as I'm reading it aloud, I'm like, oh, why am I saying this right now? I didn't want to read that last line. Yeah, I just wanted exactly. to say that he participated in the Masked Dancer. I should have right. just ended there. It meat sounds like Bill Nye tried sacks. to invent Point shoes, which already exist. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm not a ballet person. I guess it was more uh, like in the way that it supports. I've watched Natalie get like she's shown me how she does like getting on point before, and so it must just protect the toes because like you have to think the right. toes are just vertical, holding yeah. up all of your body weight. So it must have more of a structure on it that just makes it more sound and easy for them to get up. But obviously- Listen, I'll do whatever Bill Nine tells me to do. That guy, he's always been right. He's a science guy. Yeah, he's a science guy. He is a science guy. And you know who else is a science guy? Penn Jillette. Penn Jillette, in 1998, he patented a hot tub with a- discharged nozzle located within the tub and connected to the outlet, mounted to the seat so that the discharged water from the circulation pump automatically aligns with and is directed to stimulation points, like the clitoris 
of the female user. <laughs> it's a masturbation tub. And I think that the phrase discharge nozzle certainly gives that away. <laughs> I don't like the phrase discharge yeah, nozzle discharge very much. Rough name for it, but would you sit in this um, pussy water maker? Uh, Jackie. I'm surprised because if it's the discharge water, now I'm not a scientist. If it's discharge water, so is it dirty water that's just like splacking at your pussy? Hold it on. sounds like you're not a scientist. I know you call me Dr. Jazzy Jackie on the weekends, but that yeah. I'm a weekend scientist it's because I oh, know about it's more fun. of a hip hop thing, and that's why you're always rapping on the yep. weekends. Yeah, only on the weekends and not the weekend, the singer. MJ, would you? I thought about you in a uh, in Pinterest hot tub. Um. No, I'm I'm gonna second Whoa. the concern about the word discharge water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> discharge. But Nozzle, I'm also yeah. going to add in an additional concern <laughs> that I've had a pathological fear of. I love a hot tub. I will get in a hot tub. But I saw like a really disturbing episode of either Dateline or 2020 in the mid 90s about how like you don't want to sit on a jet in a hot tub because it can like accidentally disembowel you. Uh-huh. And I don't want that to happen. Via the pussy, so it's it's a no right. for me, dog. That's gonna be a tough one for you. You're talking about the red sock, right? Isn't that what it's I called? Think that's what I'm talking about. Ugh. All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> right, we're good. Let's keep it moving. Good keep it moving, Alden. Keep it moving. What I don't even like the talk. No anymore. one in my life even knows about this fear I have of hot tubs because it's so disturbing that I've never talked about it with anyone. There's also like a part of a Chuck Palahniuk I was book. just about to bring that up. I think, is it haunted, right? I think it's haunted. That I don't, I the never red even sock. read it, but it was so disgusting that I heard about because it. Because you're right, MJ, your fear is technically found and sound. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh! I know because I saw it on a news broadcast oh, a news as a This child. is a pop culture this podcast. This charge don't, nozzle. Don't put your organs <laughs> next to your the red jets. I or your discharge nozzle. I mean, we've already been talking about me sucking my dick and coming into Spencer's. <laughs> that was and, on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't blame us for your sucking your own dick habits, Holden. My word. All right, fine. Last but not least, Hedy Lamar invented Wi-Fi, just like Al Gore invented the internet. Uh, but no, this is actually real. I guess Hedy Lamar um, uh, was a technological genius. She developed a communication oh, yeah, heard system about that worked by frequency hopping and eventually formed the basis for GPS, Bluetooth, and Wi-Fi. Wow. Which is... Crazy. She's one me. of those brilliant beauties. She had brilliant it all. Beauty. Yeah, yeah, you could keep talking about me, discharge uh, nozzle. I'm sorry, Dr. Jazzy Jackie. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot. I got a hose. And you really put the Y in Wi Fi. Am I right, people? Oh, come <laughs> yeah. on. It's different shows every week at the Catskills. Wi Fi. Also, why can I not see anymore? Oh. I think I'm going blind. blind. I know. Oh, oh, we, we can't, can't see, see him. The A-list mostly movie actor already made a very poor choice with one permanent procedure done to his body. On, I'll give you one, more of a hint. On his back. I know his girlfriend told him that Botox would be great for him, but it isn't, and he looks awful. Ben Affleck. Yes, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I guess she's like, you should try Botox. 
And well, Maggie looks, I don't know what how to do her. And well, Maggie looks so good. I will say Botox does help for like, you know, they're using Botox to like help with headaches now and stuff like that. But I don't mm-hmm. know um, what it does in your back. Yeah. No, no, no. It was for his, uh, the one other procedure was his back tattoo. That oh, the, gotcha, gotcha. That was the gotcha. other permanent procedure that he got done. Now he's doing Botox. Are we calling tattoos permanent procedures now? I, I mean, feel yeah. Like if I mean, he wants to get that thing, re- if he wants to get that thing removed, that's that would take so much pain and money and time. He's yeah, big old phoenix. He's yeah. currently your entire back. Both of you guys, don't you see? He put the phoenix on his back, and now he is phoixing. That's where we have to start getting tattoos of what we want to be. No, oh, so well, you think he manifested it? So I need to get a tattoo of a guy sucking his. Yeah, hell yeah, you do. Yes. I'm not going to give this to you, sir. Why? I know you have a daughter. I just think it's inappropriate to have it on your on your. Why? Arm. If it's on your, oh well, yeah. Don't put it in your arm. Just put it. No, on your I want ass. all the other dads to see when I'm like at story hour yeah. and playground. I want to be <laughs> yeah. in like a place see that it? everyone. Um. All right. Here's another <laughs> plastic surgery blind for you. Oh, okay. Ever since this foreign-born A-list singer started using his own plastic surgeon instead of the one his wife sleeps with from time to time, his face looks much more natural. He's a singer. She's an actress. They are... Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. No. um, They don't. They're not in this country, I'll tell you what. They're in a different country there, for sure. They're in a different country... And he is an actor, and she is a singer. What accent were you just trying? She to is do? an actor. He is a singer. Uh, she has sung in movies that Jackie likes. Nicole Kidman. Adele. Yes, and Keith Urban. Uh, wow. But I will say, yeah, he d- he does kind of look plastic surgeoned, and oh, he does yeah. is looking more natural these days. Yeah, no. So that is interesting. He still's got those. Wrist, brave, wrist sweat rags. What do you call yeah. them, MJ? You like them. I love them. Uh, <laughs> wrist I, them, I call them wrist sweat bands. bands? Wrist bands? Yeah, wrist bands. Sweat bands. Sweat bands. I don't know yes. what I call them. I haven't worn them since 2001. You are still the same person I met. You never change, MJ. You were always the same. Yeah, I wasn't uh, wearing I sweatbands when we met. He's changed the most in very <laughs> prominent ways. In healthy actually, ways <laughs> I have I a different the silly band now yeah, than I did. Literally, has a it's the silly completely bands. different. I'm thinking torso. of the silly. I feel like in your silly bands time period. I don't know why. I also, I was into silly bands. Yeah, I've always loved a bracelet. I, I like a bracelets. silly band. Fuck yeah. I like a wrist, uh, a sweat. Band. I don't know what I called them. I don't know what you call them sweatbands 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 you sweat into them sweatpants sweatpants all right this last one <laughs> has nothing to do with plastic surgery so whatever oh. okay. this foreign born a-list singer was hitting the meth pipe right before a big dinner oh. last night he has a wife he was also at the grammys he Foreign porn feels weird for the Justin kind of, Bieber. Yes, he and his oh, wife really yeah. enjoyed it. Maybe a that's romantic- why his suit was so big. Maybe he's just yeah. been doing too much meth and he just got too small. He's he and wife really enjoyed a, a normal size suit. Normal size suit at a celebrity hotspot, Carbone in Manhattan, the Monday after the Grammy Awards. He wore a big jean jacket, and she's not pregnant. Ugh. So put that in your meth pipe and fucking I smoke. I still right will never understand, quite understand that. There's lots about 
the paparazzi and about media that I don't understand. But the constant asking of someone if they are pregnant so or not shitty. is still always like that's so fucking. And then weird. she has to be like, no, no, I'm not pregnant. No, I'm not. And pregnant. maybe yeah. I want to be so fuck off. I know. Awful. Yeah, Get never fucked. ask. I, st- I, we've talked about this on the show. I will not. I am now finding my own never ask if someone's pregnant rule really confronting me because I will be talking to people who are visibly like about to give birth and I'll be like, I'm not going to bring it up. Don't you bring, bring it, up. it up. You never bring I'm it up. up. It's not my place. Although it was funny. Um, uh, Lexi's sister was to tell Lexi and her went to go like get mani petties and, and her sister was like, um, you're wearing a baby on board shirt. She was like, yeah, it's just comfy. She's like, so you know you're not allowed to get upset with anyone if they do ask <laughs> if you're pregnant. Thank you for saying that. Because you're literally wearing a baby though. on board yes. t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got to ask it for it. Yeah, no, I always just assume like, oh, I'm a bigger woman. So whenever I get it, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just fat. And I just have to say that like, no, it's just fat. But if you're wearing a baby on board shirt, I mean, <laughs> you're kind of opening up the conversation. I still or wouldn't all those, say anything, though. All those shirts that, remember, Jackie, I got into the habit of sending you all the shirts that were like, I don't even remember. I'm it's an just avocado like, in the pit. It's the bit. Like, it's like all these, like, yeah. like oh, the, a cum dumpster, and it's like pointing yeah, at your stomach. Yeah, cum dumpster right. with an arrow. It really is. There's actual shirts like this where I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Or, or like, yeah, wish yeah. I had swallowed. You yes. know, like, right, things, right. oh, my God. Good I love Lord. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should have cut his dick off when, when he tried to fuck me the first time. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I totally hear that. Well, I can see more like baby on snore. Am I right? Yeah, uh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I can see again, and that's blind items. You guys killed it, and welcome, rocking in the free world, man. I'm Thank just happy you. to be alive, happy to breathe, and see the fucking birds in the trees, you fuckers. I love the birds in the trees. <laughs> I'm uh, screw the birds and the bees. I'm here for the birds and the trees. Yeah, more like birds and the sneeze. Yeah, right? hold like annoying. Yep, that's it. That's <laughs> why we gotta. Well, I guess we gotta get out of here. Uh oh. See you later. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us, and thank you so much for uh, getting through my Twilight conversation up top. I understand that a lot of people don't care, but it was a big part of my life, and I needed to. To discuss it. And my name is Jackie Zabrowski, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm, and you can hit up our TikTok over on page 7 LPN. And I do shows on Tuesdays and Sundays over on twitch.tv forward slash oh no, it's Jackie. And come check out our Patreon if you're curious about my descent into madness via Twilight or whatever the hell smut I'm going to be reading next. Check out Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast at a seven the number. Uh, check me out. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Monday, Tuesday, Friday streams. April Real is oh, upon yeah. us. Shit. Oh my God. Tuesday. We didn't even talk about it at the beginning 19th. of the episode. Damn it. <laughs> it is. Go, they'll know. They'll find out. It is happening. We have truths to reveal to each other. That's going to be what time are we doing that? 7 p.m. PT? No, 6 I think we're doing 8, 8 p.m. Yeah, 5, 8, 5 p.m. PM 5 p.m. That makes sense. Specific standard time. So it's got to be a sober hour. It's got to be like kind of, you know what I mean? Then you get drunk at the end. Well, so for yeah, us, it'll be PM. sober. MJ, I also understand and encourage if you come in a couple drinks deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah Especially for your first. Slur and uh, uh, your speech, not say a racial slur. But regardless, uh, but you can <laughs> if you want. I mean, it's. 
you're free to do whatever you want. I won't. <laughs> I probably you won't. Yeah, no. I dabble. No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're going to be the MJ you are on podcast, not the one we know outside. Yeah, the scary MJ outside. <laughs> that we are. We cower in fear. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. And again, yeah, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast and that Gmail page, the number seven podcast at gmail.com. Your conspiracies are greatly appreciated. Well, we have other slap theories, much like fish fuck gate. Ooh. Who knows? And I kind of like this rabbit hole because already mine eyes are opened to a truth I did not know. I was like, hey, why would they fake it? But look, there's reasons for everything, man. You just got to dig deep enough. You got to follow the money, Jackie. Hell MJ. Yeah, I'm MJ, and I am MJKLCat on Instagram. Uh, and you you ready for the shout outs? Indeed. Shouts. Shouts. Oh, shout oh, let it all out. These, These are the emails that you wrote it about. Come on. We're going to read them to you. you guys so much for the shout outs that you send in to page seven podcasts at gmail.com it makes my heart sore and obviously i do not look if it's a celebrity conspiracy theory or if it says for holden or for if it says for mj in the subject line i will not look i promise i promise oh i'm like a little girl with a christmas treats jackie none of this little girl talk right now it's time for the shout outs Ah, in our grief of twilight, we must shine on and send love to our fellow twice, like our amazing Kelly, who is killing the game right now. Their friend Melissa wrote in to celebrate Kelly. Melissa says, this shout out is to my best friend slash neighbor slash coworker slash fellow Twilight lover, Kelly. I met Kelly almost 16 years ago when we were toiling away in retail hell. Several years later, we ended up living around the corner from each other in a different city, and our ride-or-die friendship was cemented. I honestly don't know what I would do without her in my life. She introduced me to all things LPN, and I could not be more grateful. Our weekly girls' nights have kept me sane while navigating motherhood and this crazy thing called life. If you are lucky enough to find someone who will re-watch all the Twilight movies with you at least once a year, hold on to them. Kelly went back to school a few years ago to study social work, and she's graduating this month with honors. She did all of this while juggling a part-time job and raising her adorable son. Even though I am devastated to be losing her as a co-worker, I am so excited to see what's next for her. Kelly, I am insanely proud of you for this huge achievement. I cannot wait to celebrate with you by finally seeing the boys from last podcast at the end of April. Insert Henry's axe murder of Love you, girl. Love Melissa. Ah, I love your friendship. And I'm so sorry that Twilight is gone, but I hope that you were able to join us for our Twilight Watch. And also, Noelle, happy belated birthday, you beautiful soul. Your amazing energy shouts through your email, and I fucking love it. And ooh, you know I love a self-shout-out. Noelle says... 
I'm late, but I wanted to give myself a self shout out for my birthday. I turned 27 on April 11th and know that I should have sent in a shout out well before that date, but I'm 27 and I'm over questioning myself. Hell yes. I recently started a new dead end job that pays my bills and I'm really, really good at it. I just want to shout myself out and say how proud I am of how I've changed over the last couple of years. I found myself coming into my own confidence, and as a mid-to-plus-size woman, it feels like a long time coming. Sorry, I almost, like, burst into tears. Uh, yeah, that's just Jackie for you, and I love you, Noelle. Sometimes I look at myself or talk about how I handle situations, and I'm like, who is this woman? I'm so proud of her. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear, Noelle. Noelle says, I guess the spice of life is constantly being surprised by yourself. I'd also like to give a shout out to my partner who doesn't listen to the show, but truly helps me be a better person by pushing me to grow and question my perception of our reality and other people in it. He is so genuine and kind and considerate of others. He inspires me to do the same. He's the only man I could be with because he feels like a lesbian. And I'm so thankful I understand you. Thank y'all for the show and really inspiring me to be my own pussy. I'm sorry. Own my pussy. <laughs> to be my own pussy and to own my pussy. I guess both. With my whole pussy. Hell yeah, Noel. Love you so much. Right back at you. And happy birthday, baby. Oh. And speaking of my heart breaking, oh my God, Anastasia, I need you to know that my heart goes out to you and you are, oh my God, an unbelievable writer. If you are not a writer just in your spare time, please pursue it because goddamn, this was a beautifully written email of loss and friendship and I cried and I cried and I did have to edit some of it down and it made me sad because it was so well written, so Thank you so much, Anastasia, for for sharing this with me. And um, I all my love goes out to you. Anastasia says, the reason I'm writing you is to thank each of you for being there for me through what has been the hardest time of my life. I've always been a bit of a weirdo outsider, probably because I'm a traumatized only child. Thanks, mom and dad, and found it difficult to make friends in Pittsburgh. That changed when I met my best friend, Harley. That was the beginning of the best friendship, but really more of a sisterhood. Harley and I became fast friends in that rare way you only see in movies. Her energy was the most vibrant, and it radiated from her. From her pink-tinted glasses to her fuzzy, bright sweaters, warm hugs, and the way she'd intently and genuinely listen to anything anyone ever had to say. She was an artist with a heart full of creativity and was so incredibly talented. Well, I'm going to have to take multiple breaks during this. All right, got myself together. In the past two years, she'd moved away from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia to pursue more artistic ventures. But we stayed close, talked and FaceTimed every day, and she was helping me plan my own move out there to join her. One evening in late January of this year, I found out she passed away suddenly. The days after I found out about the loss became increasingly difficult just to get through. One of the first normal things I was able to do was listen to an episode of Page 7. I wasn't ready to laugh, but it playing in the background helped me get through the suddenly overwhelming tasks of washing my hair and brushing my teeth, sitting with this loss at home alone. I can't thank the three of you enough for what you did in making this podcast. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Anastasia. I am a mess. 
But the work that you're doing means something to a lot of people, myself included. Life feels mostly back to normal now, aside from the void left in Harley's absence. I can brush my teeth and cook for myself again, and have even gotten the strength to sign up for art classes, a little way of honoring her memory. Harley was the most genuine person I ever had the privilege of knowing. She met them where they were at and accepted them graciously, was a tireless voice of advocacy, and gave the best hugs in the world. She was unapologetically herself, and it helped bring me out of my shell in ways I'd never imagined. It's cliche to say, but hug your friends while you can. Make the memories. And let the stupid little things go, because life is fleeting. For those grieving a deep loss right now, who might need to hear slash read this, hang on to those little things that keep you going. Don't be afraid to lean on those around you for support. People get weird about loss. And lots of people have said off-the-wall things to me since her passing. But they mean well to take it with a grain of salt. Just know you don't have to face the monster that grief is on your own. Sending you all my best, Anastasia. Oh my god, Anastasia. I love you. And I'm so sorry. Believe me, I understand. Unfortunately, I understand. And thank you for listening, uh, because I really just wanted to get Harley's spirit out there into the world and say, hey, you are fucking great. Thank you so much for existing. And thank you for all of your kind words, Anastasia. And now for something completely different, Jackie, wipe the tears off, because we are also celebrating Jarrett today. Speaking of celebrations, please check out Chef's Kiss by Jarrett Melendez, because he is the bomb.com. And yes, we still say that in 2022. Uh, Jarrett is a part of our beautiful Twitch community as Jim Marmel, which you should totally come and join. And he is now a celebrated author of an LGBTQIA graphic novel called Chef's Kiss. Please look it up. It just dropped. Jared says, it's your boy Jim Marmel from the Internet TM. And he says, it's been kind of an insane six months for me with some really big changes. But one constant has been you three. You stop. Page seven is what I listen to while I cook, while I work, and when I have trouble sleeping, which sounds like a backhanded compliment, but having something to focus on when my brain is in overdrive helps a lot. I completely understand and I love you regardless, no matter what and forever. My relationship of eight years came to an end in the fall. I started a new job as an editor of Epicurious, and the thing I'm really here to gush about, my debut graphic novel, Chef's Kiss, drops today. While this is a self-shout-out, I would be a real scumbag if I didn't also shout-out the creative team that helped bring this book to life, my co-creator and illustrator, Danica, who took my script and vague character descriptions and turned it into a gorgeous book. Oh my god, it really is. Hank, our colorist, who worked so beautifully with Danica's line work to create mood and lighting and so much more, and our letterer, Hassan, who went above and beyond to help sell my stupid jokes with his beautiful custom word bubbles and lettering. Danica and I started this book way back in 2017, and it's just now hitting shelves and being delivered to doorsteps today. It's surreal, overwhelming, and I'm so proud of the work we did to make this book a reality. I can't thank you guys enough for the support you've already given, and I appreciate y'all so much. Thanks for everything you do, and thanks for everything you do, Jarrett. Again, that is chef's kiss. Jarrett, sent us amazing copies of it and I have read it and I 
absolutely love it. I've got it up on my shelf now, and I'm so, so happy for you, and I'm so proud of you. Please check out Chef's Kiss by Jarrett Melendez. You gotta, you gotta. We gotta support each other in our community. I love you guys so absolutely much. Be good to each other, take care of yourselves, and I just wish I could be hugging you right now! But I will be hugging you if you are able to come out to Nashville for June 18th for the LPN Country Jamboree! So come hang out with us over at the Ryman on June 18th, because uh, I would absolutely love to meet you. Have a great day. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.